The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on this Friday morning and uh, be taking time out of your day in God's Word. I think it's an encouragement. I'm glad you're here. Hope this can be a help to you. As we continue through the book of Matthew, as we study verse by verse, section by section, the life of Christ from the perspective of Matthew's gospel. Uh, we mentioned this before, that the reason God put out four different gospels was not that they're contradictory accounts, but they're four different people. And he's using, even though he's inspired the word of God, he's using different perspectives, the human aspect of this to get different parts of the story to allow us to see it from four different truths, the strengths and weaknesses of, of these different men. So we're looking at it from Matthew's perspective. And we're going to go to Matthew chapter 3, verse 13. And we're going to look at a passage that is generally described and it's truthfully stated that this is the time that John baptizes Jesus. And so we're going to take a little bit of time talking about Jesus' baptism and then really reference the purpose, the need for baptism in our day. Matthew chapter 3 verse 13 says, Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you and you are coming to me. But Jesus answered and said unto him, Permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. And when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water. And behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven, saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. So the first thing we see is we see that Jesus comes down and he gets baptized. Now, we are seeing this as the beginning of Jesus' earthly ministry. He's 30 years old. He has spent majority of that time in Nazareth. You know, he'd gone, he was in Bethlehem, gone to Egypt, came back and then ended up in Nazareth. We talked about not long ago. And so now he's, he's coming back out. He's starting his earthly ministry, 30 years old, and he's going to go three more years of earthly ministry before he dies on the cross, raises from the dead, and ascends into heaven. So this is the beginning of this. And so he comes and he, and he, he participates in a act that is very symbolic for a large list of reasons. Now, if you remember the passages we read, studied earlier, you see that the premise of this baptism, the purpose of it was confession and repentance and things of that nature. Um, and so a lot of times people struggle with this idea of Jesus didn't need to be baptized. He was perfect. Actually, they'll tell you that's one of the reasons John the Baptist said, you don't need to be baptized. You're perfect. You don't need this. And while there is some truth to that, uh, please remember that baptism itself is a picture of a decision we've made prior to the baptism. Baptism does not bring salvation. Baptism itself is not an act of repentance. Uh, baptism is stating you have repented, you have confessed, you have turned from your life away from God, and you turn to follow God. Baptism is stating you've made that decision. You don't make the decision during baptism. You make the decision, then you get baptized to identify with that decision. Simply saying, not that I'm going to follow Jesus, you say, I have decided to follow Jesus, and I want to picture that through baptism. So we look at this as he comes. Now, John the Baptist says, I need to be baptized by you, and some of it talks about the righteousness of Jesus, which is true, but a lot of what you're seeing here is John the Baptist trying to recognize the divinity of Jesus. Listen, we're, we're baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Uh, we, you should baptize me. And yet Jesus says, no. 
And he took that point. So why? Why did Jesus find it important? He mentions to fulfilling of all righteousness. Um, he's fulfilling the premise. Please remember this, an interesting point, that Jesus ultimately, his ultimate purpose uh, on, uh, in, the, in the ministry, was to, on his earthly ministry, was to go to the cross. Now, why did he go to the cross? He did not go to the cross because he sinned. He did not go to the cross because he had done anything wrong. He went to the cross to pay the punishment for your sin, for my sin. His sh blood was shed, and he died that brutal death for you and for me. Uh, so that he could say it is finished. He could complete prophecy. He could complete the purchase of our sin, the purchase price, so that we could have salvation. So he, he's symbolizing. He's symbolizing with John the Baptist, since John the Baptist was his forerunner. He's symbolizing with other people and what he would ultimately do at the end. So he starts his earthly ministry and baptism, ends it in this full picture of what he's doing. Now, there's a couple more things we need to see intriguingly from this passage. When he was baptized, verse 16, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him, and suddenly a voice from God came from heaven saying, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. I'm going to look at two things, the last one first. The last one we see is the mixture of the Trinity in this picture. All right, so you see the voice of heaven coming. You hear the voice of God speaking. I tend to believe that everyone heard this. Uh, the second thing is you see the Spirit coming down like a dove. <clears throat> so you see God the Father. You see God the Holy Spirit. Now then he's the voice, the Holy Spirit descends on Jesus. God the Father speaks, stating, this is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Now, he is stating this intimate connection, this equality between God and Jesus himself. And what you're seeing there is he's connecting God the Father, God the Son, Jesus, God the Holy Spirit. You see the entire picture. And we're reminded that these are not separate entities. It is one entity with three different offices and works they do. Uh, we come. Let me give an example. One of the many, there could be a bunch of these, but one of the examples is the, the, the process of salvation. God designed, this, uh, God designed the process of salvation, the, 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 the time of redemption. Jesus purchased the plan for redemption. The Holy Spirit convicts us of the, through the plan of redemption. They have different plans, but they're all God. It's God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. They are all God. Now, if you think you've got the whole Trinity thing figured out and people say, well, it's as simple as an egg, and it is simple and it's not, but we just understand that it is, there is three in one, there is a trinity, and it's not separate entities, and please understand, anybody who wants to tell you that it's different is wrong. I hope you understand that. I'm not trying to be critical or mean, because the Bible claims it. Jesus stated, I and my Father are one. Uh, that is an, another part where we see the Trinity and Jesus stating this. And so uh, that is an important thing. So we see, but now that you see God's kind of hand of approval, letting those in the, in the picture know this is the Messiah, this is Jesus, and we're using a supernatural announcement to be able to let that be seen. And what a, a great opportunity to see the Trinity there. What a wonderful kind of um, commencement into ministry that Jesus had there. I'm going to finish, though, with the practical side of this aspect of baptism. Uh, baptism is, to an extent, in some scenarios, can be by some a controversial conversation when it comes down to why we get baptized, what takes a bapti baptism, and, and the form 
of baptism. Now, so why we get baptized? I simply believe it's a picture. It is not salvation. It is not confession. It is something that is a result that I've repent, confessed my sin, repented of it, turned to Jesus. I have been saved. Since I've been saved, now I go to baptism in a picture of that. I believe it should be done right away. If we understand what salvation is, we understand the separation between that baptism, we should jump on it and we should do it. Be careful that we, we, we explain to people what it is. The second thing we, the question comes down is, how do we do it? Um, you can talk, they come out of the water. Some theologians are going to debate. You can't prove that means he was under the water. Uh, let, me, let me tell you two reasons, and it could be more, but two simple reasons from we can see here that I think simply state that baptism is by immersion. The word baptize, it is a Greek word, baptizo. It simply means immerse. Uh, if, you really can, if you really want to try and make it complicated and to get away from the simple, um, you can. And I think if you've got to really fight to eliminate a word, you're fighting too hard. Baptism, the word baptize does come from the Greek word immerse. Uh, it's simple, all right? He was baptized. He was immersed. That is the simple definition of the word. Study the definition of the word baptized today. You're going to find the same thing. Second of all, the picture of baptism. The baptism is a picture of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We're signifying with that. That cannot be done without going down. You go into the water. It's like going, you know, going into the grave, and you come out of the water, a picture of him being um coming out, resurrected from the grave. That symbolism cannot be fulfilled with sprinkling. I'm not, I'm not trying to be critical. I'm not trying to say our way is better than others. I'm just trying to explain why we hold the position and believe it to be the biblical position that baptism is to be by immersion because that is the description of it. And two, that is the picture that baptism establishes. I encourage you, if you've not done that, if you've not been baptized, you've been saved, you know you have not been baptized, I encourage you to seek out our church or your church, wherever it is, and talk about that. What steps you can take to do that? I don't believe you're unsaved by not doing it, but I do believe it is a step of obedience. And Jesus showed that in that picture. We're following his example, and I do believe that is an important thing for us to do. So I, I hope, if we can be helped with you again, please reach out to here at Grace Baptist Church in Bakersfield, California. And if we can be helped, we'd love to answer any questions you have for it. Again, thanks for joining us today and uh, spending this week together with us in God's Word. Hope it's a help. If it's an encouragement, we invite you to share it with others that it might be a blessing to them as well. Again, thanks for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you again on Monday.